Welcome to the Texas Oil and Gas Podcast, the show dedicated to bring you the news from the oil patch deep in the heart of Texas with your host, Ryan Ray and Josh Shelton. Well, 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 well. It's supposed to be Ryan Ray and Josh Shelton, but Josh Shelton is back to his old ways, vacation, taking time off, not really showing up for work, which is it's, it's actually typical for him, but you people don't know him that well. So today we have a special guest host, um, the man, the myth, the legend himself. He's on mute. Let me see if I can get him off mute. Um, there he is, Jay Young, Mr. Young. It's good to have you, sir. Hey, good. Hey, great having, great being on the show, man. I tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm honored. Was that you that was doing the yelling? The Yahoo, yeah, uh, was that you? Yeah, that's the one time I wrote a bull. They recorded hey. the audio. <laughs> Woo, man. Uh, that, was, that was definitely. Yeah. So, so on the whiskers. Yeah, exactly. So, unfortunately, Jay, part of the reason I asked you to come on today is, is we owe you kind of an apology, I think. Um, I don't know if apology is the right word. On this podcast, we've been wrong, I think, one time. Um, maybe two times. Um, but you, sir... Um, we're right. You predicted these high oil prices. You were a lot more bullish than most people I knew last year. And you're sitting here today and WTI is at what, 82, 81, basically 82. Um, how does it feel to be right? Indicated? <laughs> well, you know, I tell you this, that's, that's what the old, uh, my, my dad told me, he said, Hey, you know, when you get married, son, you can either be, you can be, be happy or you can be right. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and you can't be both when you're, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you're married, no, I want to be happy. And uh, I like, I like, I mean, you know, when, when you're looking at oil and gas prices and you're looking at rig prices or rig, rig, you know, how many rigs are we using production? I mean, there's only like four or five things here. And it's not like it's a, it, it shouldn't be a real big mystery. And also a mystery of what's going to happen in the future. Man, you know, I mean, unless Saudi Arabia bails us out, Putin, I mean, President Putin, I mean, Russia, I mean, man, we are going to have a problem with with oil and gas. Where is the demand going with oil and gas? It is not going anytime soon. Oil prices are not going to go down. We're not producing as much as we need to. And because we're not producing as much oil as we need to right now, we're going to be at the hands of the foreign countries because as demand goes up, our supply continues to go down. When I was in Midland last week, I mean, I, I landed in Midland. Uh, I took a Southwest flight, Midland. Land, and I mean, the, the plane was half full. See how half full, not half empty. It's half full. I landed. I landed. I went to the uh, rental car place. I was the only one in line. And there was like Avis. Nash. I mean, there's all these different four or five. Different, nobody there. Airport's like, what's going on? And I, I remember when I had to buy a car and put it in Midland Airport just so I'd have a car to drive when I came to Midland. I mean, it was crazy. The yeah. hotel was empty. Not empty, but half, you know, half or something. And I asked him, I said, hey. Does Midland know it's $85 oil or what? <laughs> I mean, does yeah. Midland know it or what's going on here? You know, and and people are being people are being just so incredibly tight right now. Well, look at look at Exxon. Exxon makes six billion bucks last quarter, six billion last quarter. 
I mean, it's close to what Ryan Ray made on on you know six billion. You know, okay. just one or two zeros, whatever. And what's a few billion between friends? That's what I. Yeah, like. exactly. What's a few zeros? But six billion last quarter, and they spent ten billion dollars. What drilling? No, they didn't spend ten billion dollars drilling. They spent ten billion dollars buying back their stock. Now, two, five, ten years ago, man. They'd have spent $30 billion drilling for oil and gas, and you would have seen the hotels full. You'd have seen mm -hmm. airplanes. Mm -hmm. I mean, now going back from Midland, the flight was jam-packed. But going, it was a different story. This is something's going on in Midland. Yeah. I mean, we have a, a few comments here. One, I, I take much offense to uh, from Clay Gamble. He says, I don't figure this is the only time Jay was right. If he talks to you, Ryan, very much. He must have been right several times. Now that's that's uncalled for, Clay. That's uncalled for. Um, and so um, this. I, listen, folks. Josh is gone. You're supposed to be on Team Ryan today. Like that's how this works. When he's gone, you come on Team Ryan. So, anyways, um, yeah, it, it's it's really weird. So I saw this last year when I kind of toured the country right before the election. Um, you know, I was going around all over the kind of Midwest and to the East Coast. And you would kind of see these pockets of things where there's kind of no one operating as if we're, we're, we're anywhere back to normal. And then sometimes you go, it's like, oh, wow, things are kind of back to normal. And I don't think we're past that cycle fully yet. I think people are, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And there's a couple of things, Jay, that I think are, are driving this, which is, you know, um, we're going into winter season, which is typically, you know, flu season. So you're going to have some flu coming, some COVID coming, obviously concerned about that. Um, but the more I talk to people, it's really hard, oil and gas and outside of oil and gas, to get a sense of how good the economy is doing, right? So if you turn on the, the official numbers, they're talking about how great it is. Um, but I know, you know, because I, I work with some ranchers to kind of move their beef, and I had several people like, oh, I'm not sure we're going to buy beef in November because we're kind of concerned about, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the costs involved with that. So it feels like some, some, some folks at least are pulling back on their spending right now, which may be some of what we're seeing. And then to your other point, 85 old people aren't drilling they're not and so will that carry into next year i mean it, it it's not a slow process when and that's what i was i mean uh interviewed on multiple radio interviews and things and uh, you know one of the things that, that that people were asking me they're like well so hey how let's just fix this we're we're at 12 million barrels a day right now in the united states let's just fix this well i mean it's not like you turn on a spigot and all of a sudden Millions of barrels of oil come flowing out of the ground. It, it takes a lot to do this, you know. So, uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, people have acreage to drill on, then they get their budgets, then they get their rigs, and they get their takes two, three months, four or five months before the oil comes on the on the market. So, in my opinion, right now, if you look at rig count, you're not even seeing you're not even seeing rigs moving up or rig counts moving up. A little bit in the Permian, yes. We're not back to where we were before. Before the pandemic, five years ago, we're 1,200 rigs a day, 1,200 rigs a day that were drilling for oil and gas. During the pandemic, right after the pandemic, we're at 250 barrels, 250 rigs, I'm sorry. 250 rigs drilling for oil and gas. Now, for anybody out there that understands about, about rig count is, you know, if you're not drilling for oil and gas, your production goes down. You can't, wells don't just continue to increase in production. They decrease in production. So 
you got to have the rig count to have production. You know, so what happens is rig count hurts your production, which hurts your supply. You're not seeing that come around anytime soon. And if you don't have it come around anytime soon, it's, it's not good. You've got to have rig count. And people just simply aren't doing it right now. They're not, they're not going out there and drilling new wells. So you were at the, what was it, the Hart Executive Conference? Is that the conference last week? Executive, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what was the sentiment there? What, what were they saying about uh, going into 2022? Were they kind of optimistic or more stock buybacks? Yeah, there was a couple of, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I uh, God, what's the guy's name? Clay, Clay from Devon, who's the COO, and a uh, great guy. really did like him a lot. You know, I got to talking to him at a, at a dinner at Midland Country Club on Wednesday night. Not, not to name drop or anything, just hanging out with the COO Devin. Just not, COO not, not, Devin, not name, not, not name Country Club. Yeah. And, you know, hey. Just, it's just a casual Tuesday for Jay Young. Go ahead. Exactly. Well, I was just, I had to pay 10 grand to be a freaking sponsor. That's the thing I was doing. <laughs> oh, well, you could have, okay, you should have sponsored this podcast. You wouldn't have got the dinner to the Country Club or the meeting with Devin, but I would have been a bigger fan. You would have gotten that. I know. I know. Josh wouldn't have cared, but I would have been a bigger fan. But whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so uh, uh, but anyway, so I was talking to him and I said, hey, so, because they, they, okay, Devin and uh, WXP bought, or Devin bought WXP, so he came over from WXP. We were just talking about it. And I said, hey, so tell me about the transition and what's going on. How, how are you, uh, right now, how do you see oil and gas in the future? And let me ask you this. I said, Exxon, Made six billion. I know I use the same line on him because I use it. Exxon made six billion last quarter. They spent ten billion dollars buying back stock, not drilling. Are your investors doing the same thing to you? Because what happens is people on the board, people are, that are on the board of uh, these oil and gas companies are going green and they don't want to drill and and that's exactly what's happening and that's what Clay said. Clay said the same thing. He said, yep. He said, Man, our rig count will probably stay the same. And he said, I want it to increase so bad. But he goes, it'll probably stay the same. I forget how many rigs that they have running right now. Um, but he said, uh, it'll probably stay the same. So same thing with, with Clay and rig count. Now, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of service people there. And people were hungry. And people, you know, trying to go to work. But... Uh, most of the sentiment was from most of the people on on um, at the shows was pretty much, you know, we're we're not, you know, especially public companies. See uh, who else was who else was there that we can we can talk. But anyway, uh, and somebody says something about that geopolitics that you moderated. I moderated a um, something out there called the geopolitics and talking about. You know, that's exactly what's happening around the world, too. Not only is about, you know, rig count, it's about being safe and being, uh, you know, when you're when your politicians, you know, cut down pipelines, when permits are hard to get on federal lands. I'm looking at a great deal right now on a federal land <coughs> project, but I'm scared to death if, that, that Biden will come in and bam, cut off all the. I mean, I, I think he's I think he's coming around, though. I think he's coming around. I mean, what was it? I was on I was on uh, Fox last week too, Wind Midland, 
and there was my co-host or my co my co whatever it was speaker was working on the pipeline and he said as soon as biden got elected two three hours after he got elected or 30 minutes or whatever he came in and said nope we're done on the pipeline and he lost his job can't find his job again so that's exactly what uh uh that's, that's do i think that's do yeah it, it, for some reason Stu likes to be cloak and dagger on here, but yeah, that's Stu. Um, yeah. So a couple more comments. Uh, someone said Clay said they have nine rigs running to entry question. Um, and then another commenter mentioned publicly traded companies, uh, shell companies committed to keep production flat, max to 5 to 10% increase. Okay. And that seems to be, so we have a couple issues here, right? Which is the longer we keep um, production kind of flat, it, it, on some level, it is kind of good for the industry to return to investors to get the profits going. Um, but it, but as far as the the general economy and what that's going to do to prices, that's kind of a separate discussion. And then the third leg is what about the labor market, right? So what what happens to all these people who are kind of hanging on because we keep hearing from people that there's not a lot of jobs out there. They're struggling to get back into the business and they're thinking about leaving. And so you know I I, I don't advise people on what to do. That's kind of up to them. But I understand why they're saying that because. If companies aren't going to drill, then um, what do you do? Do you sit around here at Nolan Gas or do you get into real estate or to, you know telecom? I talked to a guy the other day uh, in a service company. He said telecom in the next 10 years. That's where they're focusing at. They're, if oil and gas comes back, great, but they're going to telecom. So how does that? How does all those things weave into 2022, Jane? I'll tell you, that's going to be that's a great question. And I, and I really do feel like that, that – you know, when, when we, we're not going to continue public companies, you know, they have access to more capital than we do as public as private companies and the, and the institutions are simply just not investing in oil and gas right now. They have other ways to invest or other things that they can invest in, whether it be real estate or crypto or whatever, whatever outside investments they have, there's other things that they can invest in besides oil and gas. And so a lot of the, institutions are saying we're not investing in oil and gas well if we can't invest in oil and gas you know then what happens rig count goes down what happens when rig count goes down yep yep less oil in the market we're i mean less oil in the market we get back to the same the same thing right now is oil and gas prices will go up and we can't do anything about it So how high will we see oil go then? You think if if we're if we're if we see a five five ten percent increase potentially um, from the the publicly traded companies, which is not a lot, um, how high do you think prices will go in twenty twenty two? You know, I mean, it's a great it's a great question. A great thought is is I can't really say, and I don't really think they're going to go above a hundred. I don't think they they could go. And OPEC says two hundred. You know, Bank of America said a hundred. We've had a lot of Goldman Sachs and things saying 120, 140, 150. The one thing that's going to keep us down from oil and gas, right before the pandemic, if you'll remember, you know, Saudi Arabia and Russia flooded the markets with oil, flooded our markets with oil. They were selling oil at such deep discounts. And why were they doing that? Because they tried to put us out of business. They tried to put the independents, the publics out of business. They caused 100 bankruptcies because what they, what they're, what their countries do is this is how they make money. If they don't sell oil at great prices, their countries don't make money. 
in the United States, we don't really care if we make money or not because of Biden and his trillion dollars. That's a different story. But these, <laughs> there's a whoa, that's another segment and probably has to do a lot more with something else than it takes oil and gas. Well, we got, we, we've been accused of being a right wing propagandist podcast. So uh, <laughs> if you're going to come out here with your right wing points, I will have to critique you. To show all right, all right, all right. So I'm just saying, but, I'm just saying. But really, what, I, what, I, what I'm getting at is, is that these countries, how they make their money, they may produce 8 million barrels a day in oil and only only their country only needs three or four. So that three to four to five million barrels, they're selling on the open market and they don't want the United States oil price to go to 120, 150, because what happens when oil price go to 120, 150? Everybody gets in the oil business. Everybody is a and I'll prospects are plentiful and people pay all kinds of money for everything. And mm. so, and we produce more oil and when we produce more oil, we don't need them as much. And when we don't need them as much, that's what they don't like. So I believe this is my thought and that could be wrong, but oil price go to 90, a hundred dollars. They're going to start stepping on the gas a little bit with their, their exporting and they will keep, uh, oil over here uh, at, a, at a safe price for them, but it's also an incredible price. For, I mean, a thousand barrels a day at $90 a barrel is making our, our investors 60, 70% returns. I mean, it's, it's crazy numbers, you know, oh, all yeah. because of, of what happens with the price oil. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because as the prices get higher, you, you expect, so we, and we've, touched on this a few times on the show but i haven't heard and maybe it's just out there i don't get to follow news all the time but um you know go back to pre-pandemic time just to use that, that that term um we were flaring natural gas because you couldn't do anything with it you'd lose money well now you've got natural gas at what five dollars whatever it is uh oils at 81 think about having a 70 30 split well out there in the permian and you get 80 dollar oil and five dollar natural gas like now's the time to be drilling and it's it's so weird that we're not, and so you would expect and you expect these permitting companies um, to have better returns because they should be they should make money off every well now, you know theoretically. Exactly, exactly. But but it would but if permits, and like Colorado, I mean we've got a project right there. We we could keep one rig or two rigs running in Colorado right now without question. But because the regulations and because the government. What's happening over there? We can't get it. We can't run those rigs, and if we can't run those rigs, we're not producing it. So that's hurting us. Regulations is hurting us. Permits on this on this uh, federal land, they're hurting us right now. Capital, there just isn't the amount of money going into these projects, and and it's also rigs or not rigs, as I say rigs. When I say get a rig, you know, it's like we're looking for a rig right now, and they're making sure that they have the people. You know that they have the people. They have the iron. They have the rig in the in the on the. In the I went by the other day and and I was riding around Midland, Midland just riding around, uh, just looking at different service companies and what's going on. And I saw a lot of different uh, companies we've done business with. And and then you see these rigs stacked. Rigs are stacked in their yard, but, the, but there's not people. You know, because if somebody's making a thousand dollars a week, they go from making two three hundred dollars a a week to making a thousand or twelve hundred dollars in the old patch. And then their lifestyle gets up to that twelve hundred, and then they get let go for three, four, five months. You know, they go back to work for Walmart or 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 a gas station or something that they can count on that check. And if 
And if they're married, you know, I know they're going to want to go back to the $1,200 or $1,500 a month, a week paycheck. Right. They don't because they, they need to feed their families and mama wants that safety. You know, so it's hard to find good people right now. You know, so you have a lot of things going against you. Permits, regulations. You have you have institutional money pulling out of the markets. You have you have people that say we're going green. We're gonna we're gonna be re- recyclables and renewables and all this, which is keeping a lot of uh, board members from these public companies on saying let's go drill for oil and gas. All right, well if you want to keep nine rigs running, which is what I saw a minute ago with Devin, that's okay. Don't go to 12, 15, 18, which they should. They have the acreage. They definitely have the acreage to drill for that many and that many locations that they could drill, but it's just not happening. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting times. And so we'll see, you know, we have to get to the winter to see what happens with the band. So I saw that, uh, I think it's uh, Goldman, who it was, they were, they're, they're predicting now that we're going to exceed the 2019 hundred million barrel per day um, demand. If that happens going into 2022, because they're expecting long international flights to come back. So they're looking ahead, seeing that, that there's not going to be more lockdowns and more shutdowns. So demands get back. Um, long international flights are not there. Um, and so, um, and so um, that should put, that should help push past that hundred million barrels a day uh, threshold. And if so, if you do not see an increase from OPEC or the U S then it's hard to know, how we're going to rein prices in. But to your point, I do think that it's something to consider that OPEC um, would be concerned about prices staying above 100 for too long because then you could see a, a, you know, a crash the other way. No, definitely. And, and it, yeah, it's like every project is, is, is uh, every project out there is, is economic. You know, there's more formations to drill. You know, I mean, if we're drilling a well and we have a wolf camp A, B, C, and D, and the A is what's what's the most economic, you know, at, at producing because it costs you, you know, if it costs you eight million dollars to drill a well at eighty dollars a barrel, what it matters how much oil is going to come out of the ground. Those three make up an internal rate of return. And if you're making eight hundred thousand barrels of oil in the in the uh, Wolf Camp A, well, the Wolf Camp B may not have eight hundred thousand barrels. It may only have two hundred thousand barrels. Well, man, at some part. At some part, 200,000 barrels is economic, you know, and that's what happens is that's when people start going crazy and money's thrown at them and they're like, oh yeah, well, we can drill wells and, and 200,000 barrels is economic. Let's get out there and drill wells, you know, and, 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 and they're drilling wells that aren't economic at, at, at 60, 40, 20. So the cycle happens. I mean, my family's been in this business a hundred years. Uh, I mean, over and over again. I mean, we've seen the, the crash, we've seen the ups and downs. That's why with our funds, we have six different assets. I'm looking to take the money off the table. Once we drill a well and get some wells going, we sell one of our projects. You know, so it, it's it's a it's a challenge right now. The, 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 the challenge right now is, is getting the right rigs in the right places. Um, so there's one guy, if you say you're looking for funding, he says he's got it all day. And someone else says private companies – don't have a problem with funding. I don't know about that. I've heard mixed things. So uh, the problem with the private companies is there's so many of them, it's kind of hard to get a, a a read on each one. So I think if you're about a PE back group, um, it's going to depend on the thesis and the sentiment of the PE group, right? So if they have a, a large green or ESG favorable portfolio, 
then yeah, those guys could see. Well, but not all. I mean, I talked to a guy last week, and he was pretty optimistic, and they weren't having any trouble as well. But um, anyways, so I, I think it's just kind of hit or miss. Okay, Jay, you have kind of touched on this, and um, you know, you're kind of going on all these small shows. You talk about Fox, I think BBC. I don't know why you're wasting your time on them when you could just come on here. But but tell us what you got going on. Well, I mean, I'm just getting our word out about what we're doing with our fund. I mean, we have a $25 million equity fund. We've got a $10 million credit line starting out. And we're going to go in here and drill up six different assets in six different spots. I'm looking at a seventh for our fund this year. So, you know, I'm just getting our name out there to see what what we're doing, tell everybody what we're doing. And we're looking at, you know, investors. We have $200,000 positions that people can come in and participate with us. The tax write-offs are big this time of year. People like the write-off. Uh, you know, we may have a hundred thousand dollar position available. So, you know, we're just finishing up our equity raise right now. We're pretty much done with what we have. So we're 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 good on the sense of our oil and gas company and buying up these six different assets. We have people in each one, and what they do is they look at what we're doing, how we're doing it. Like right now, we're we're. Um, um, Drilling a well in the mid-continent in the Panhandle right now. We've got a rig that's getting ready to drill two wells up there. We've got a workover rig in West Texas of the Permian. And at that point, when we, we get some more science done, we're going to have a rig drill some wells in the Permian. And then also, too, we've got an East Texas project that is a, is a project that we can drill two wells, two long lateral gas wells there, 10,000-foot laterals. So, you know, our goal is to drill that project. It's right next to a lot of public companies, but it's a it's a um, it's a two well project that's by itself, and we can go in and drill that project up, sell it for thirty five to forty five million dollars by end of next year. That's our goal. So people always ask, you know, what do you do? Raise an equity fund. We have a debt component with our credit facility. We're buying six different assets. You know, and if if out of six assets, I'm looking to grow each one of them to a certain value. And if I'm successful with, you know, half of them, clients will get a five to one return. If I if I do one of them at a good, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for, you know, monthly revenue, tax benefits, and that overall investment for our investors. And we're doing an outstanding job. Our team of people that I'm going to call with here in three minutes is an incredible team that that knows how to look for projects, how to scale them. I mean, it's like my buddy in the real estate business. I mean, he he does he he loans people money to go out and and buy a home and flip it. So a guy finds a house and says, "Okay, this is a hundred thousand. If I put fifty thousand dollars into it, I could probably sell it for two hundred. So he loans them the hundred and fifty grand. You know, we're doing the same thing with the assets that we have in our portfolio." You know, we have multiple portfolios of oil and gas projects. We look to scale each one of them and and return that back to the, our investors. All right, Jay. Well, it was good to get you on. I don't know if we'll be able to get you on before the end of the year, but if not, uh, happy Thanksgiving, New Year, Christmas, all that good stuff. But uh, maybe we'll get you on one more time. But it's, it's, it's November, man. It's crazy. Like the year's almost over. So <laughs> you start looking well, at the podcasts we have left, it's like, oh. We're, we're right up against the clock here. So if not, we'll talk to you next year for sure. And best of luck to you guys over at King Operator. Listeners, thank you so much. And until next time, keep.